0: Welcome back to
1: Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla and Marissa, and welcome to season five.
0: <laughs> yeah! I can't. We were at season five. In some ways, though, I feel like we've been doing this our whole lives now. <laughs> I do too.
1: Like I can't imagine not doing it, but also like we've we've definitely
0: grown it so far. I know. I am really shocked that like people listen to us on the daily. Like, people are still listening to November 9, that podcast. I wonder if people cancel us
1: after I listen to that episode because we <laughs> that book so
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand why people love that one. But I think I think about it all the time, Kayla. I kid you not. I was doing dishes the other day and I was thinking, you know, at least I don't have a boyfriend who set me on fire. <laughs> And I apologize, too. I'm actually okay people cancel us
1: after they listen to that episode because they know who we are. Like, I feel like that is our most authentic self right it there is. that episode. And I'm glad that we're not misleading. Like, if you don't like us after the episode, like, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, <laughs> for those listening to this episode, thanks for coming back. Hope you agreed with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we are always just trying to give you our opinions, um, whether we like the book or
1: not. <laughs> so this week we read *A Curse of Stone by K. A. Tucker, which this is the second book of the *Fate and Flame* *Fate is- and Flame* series. Mm-hmm. And we we covered the first one in episode, I believe, twenty five. It was back in season like three or I know. I think two, maybe. Um, yeah. It's a while ago. But I think that's my biggest issue with this book is that so much time has passed. So much. Between the first two books that I I forgot, like, most mostly everything in this book.
0: I absolutely forgot everything in this book. In fact, this book to me is so similar to A Curse So Dark and Lonely, where the girl comes from, like, a big city into this kingdom and has to marry the king, that When I started this one off, I was genuinely mixing the two up because I couldn't remember any of the details that separate this book from A Curse of Dark and Lonely. I was like, is this the girl with cerebral palsy or no? We did read those back to back. We did. Um, To
1: be fair, I can definitely see why the confusion lies. This one, I remembered some things. Definitely listening back to our old episode helped a lot. I do wish there's like, an audiobooks for these. And there might be audiobook- audiobooks elsewhere, but we couldn't find them on Kindle Limited or Audible. Audible. So I would have liked to re-listen to the first book, although actually I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. I do, like, I did like the book. Like, it wasn't, like, that painful to read it. Like, I wasn't forcing myself to read it. Like, I would sit down and, like, the pages would fly, but I was confused.
0: <laughs> I was confused and also... By the end of the book, I literally said, what was the point of this book? Because there were plenty of these side subplots where, like, uh, Romeria is learning her powers. Romeria is winning over the Legion, you know, Jarek and Aberrain, and they need to get to Stonewall. But literally, if the point of this book was getting to Stonewall, they spent 0.2 seconds at Stonewall compared to 400 pages just getting to Stonewall and I literally closed the book and was like there was no overarching plot
1: I'm thinking maybe she's setting up for book three that's -hmm. like my only thought but again like we don't even know when book three is coming out like she always does this where she finishes this book kind of in like an unknown like a very cliffhanger point but then like doesn't even get us a teaser to the next book doesn't tell us when the next book's coming out and you like lose momentum with it.
0: Yeah. And that's, I literally said almost, not those exact words, but in my Goodreads review, I said, if the third book were already out and I could immediately dive in, I think I'd rate this book higher because it's clearly like this bridge between the first and next book. But the third book is not out and we have no idea when it will come out or if it will come out. And so the book just like was a little lackluster.
1: And it's funny because other authors do this. Like, Sarah J. Maas will write the first Christmas City. And she didn't give us release date until months later. Yeah, I don't know. She just leaves it different. Like, she ends a book differently. Like, mm-hmm. she ends a book with questions. You still have questions. Like, she doesn't answer all the questions. But she leaves you with enough resolve that you're like, okay, I can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. But whenever Kate Tucker, like, ends these books, they're just like, I don't even, like but okay let's go well, once should we give a synopsis also i guess we should also shout out to the publisher and her pr team for sending us both copies of this book we appreciate it and in exchange we'll give our honest review of the book which we are already getting into <laughs> <laughs> but we're just gonna give the synopsis
0: yes honestly i don't know how helpful the back of this book was as far as the synopsis but i can read it it says, from jewelry thief to interloper to queen-in-waiting, Romeria flees Corelia, a traitor to all. But the yawning distance between her and Xander troubles her more than any king's bounty on her head. While Xander may have escaped by her side, he seeks to regain his throne and no immortal will ever welcome her as Islor's queen. She fears it won't be long before Xander abandons her as everyone else she's ever loved has. And then they're basically going to the mountains, but there's this like poison out there that makes people distrust the mortals yada yada yada
1: so one thing that annoyed me about Romeria is how i understand she feels bad for these like mortals but that have drank in the poison and she thinks they're all gonna die (laughs) but she can't save them all i don't understand like what she thinks she's doing like i just feel like she's so naive naively trying to help everybody that like she just like Makes me want to like slap her. like And then
0: Xander has to come um, in and clean up her mess. Yeah, like she's almost
1: selfish in her ways to helping everybody and she like has no, she thinks of like, I feel like no repercussions of anything. Like she just does.
0: Yeah, well, Xander enables her though because literally by the end of the book, he's like, you're right again. Once again, you're right about everything, Ramiria. I should just listen to you. You're right. And it's like, Xander she is sometimes wrong and I agreed with when he said or someone said that she needs to think about the many not the few because in any war there are gonna be casualties and well yes it would be great if you could save every single person you can't and every time they went to a new city and she made a scene and they almost got killed because of her I'm like girl you're not learning your lesson here.
1: That's, I think that's the issue. She's not, like, growing as a character. Mm, Yeah. I feel like she's staying very uh, stagnant. Like, yeah, she's growing in her powers, and her relationship with Xander is growing, but I feel like her as a person, she's not learning any lessons here.
0: Yeah, and even her growing in her powers is kind of iffy, because she didn't learn her lesson from bringing the cave down on Pan, and then, like, she says after they um defeat that monster, that giant monster that's about to kill Xander, she's like, yeah, my powers could have killed Xander and the Legion. I don't know how I got so lucky. And I'm like, Romeria, you've got to like, learn to use them the right way so you're not killing everyone else.
1: I do think she gets a little creative with this world. I know, I think she almost almost too creative in the sense that I'm confused, but I do think it's really creative <laughs> with like, the casters, if they're not in, like, an immortal body, they, like, pretty much can go insane. So they have all this power and they go insane. It's like, I feel like it's a cool twist, almost. So I guess I think a caster is, like, just a regular non-immortal, like, a, a mortal caster. But then a key caster is an um, immortal caster is what I believe is how they are.
0: Okay. No, I think that's right. My thing is they said... They were like, as soon as Aberrain or Jarek finds out that she's a key caster, they're going to kill her. But Jazine's a caster and they're not killing her. Like, they don't like her, but they're not like, you must die now kind of thing. They're not, not, um, they call her a witch, but yeah. So I'm just like, is it just because key casters are stronger and would threaten them that she would like, they'd be like, you have to die now? Well, then I also thought, of the, is it keycaster for someone who holds
1: all four fates? Because I think, what, does Jez, Jezine, does she only hold a couple?
0: Yeah, I think, wait, I don't know, because I think she said she had, she could, she I don't know. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah whenever they have a, like flames they always assume it's either xander and then he's like oh it's not me and then they assume it's ramiria so i'm like well then doesn't jazine have flame but i think she said that she doesn't have her like tattoos to story how mm-hmm. much draw from them yeah yeah, so, yeah. We, jazine was funny <laughs> okay. I, I feel like she's like gonna
0: lose her mind soon like that's so it's like kind of oh. alzheimer's
1: diagnosis like you're no you're gonna just go insane
0: it's so sad. Like, and she's watching Iyanka, Ianka, whatever, go through it, knowing that's gonna be her fate. Hmm. I oof, I hate that. I hate it for become a vampire. <laughs> I know. Can someone turn her? And like I kind of feel bad
1: for these vampires that their blood source keeps getting poisoned. Like I don't
0: I don't know where Maria stands on this. <laughs> I know she's so focused on saving the mortals, but she's not focused on saving the immortals, the the elven, the vampires, whatever. Yeah, I don't
1: like, I don't know how she expressed
0: in the feed. Um, And it's not their fault. They're cursed with this. They have to do this to survive. It's not like they're just like, ooh, blood, yum. I do like Jarek. His name Jarek? I love Jarek.
1: I like Jerk. I like Jerk and Eden. Um, I want more I more, I want more of their, I want more content from them. I also just don't understand what this world is. Like, they got to this, like, special world where, like, no one's thirsty and, like, it can hit thousands and thousands of people. But, like, what now? Like,
0: what? <laughs> It honestly creeped me out so much. I was reading it at night. And she's running her hand along the wall, hearing the nymph laughter. And I kept having to, like, put my book down and be like, am I hearing laughter? No, it's just the book. I was so creeped out. And then they opened the city. And, like, I think they're being very trusting of this empty city to just be like, let's move in and put this random ass crown on Ramiria's head. Like, I feel like there's, there's going to be a catch with the nymphs.
1: What I visualized it as is like you no know like Halloween town. They like go to this like other world and just like there in like the pocket of the world. That's like kind of what I'm visualizing this town to
0: be. <laughs> yeah. I was envisioning it in like a dome, and there's no natural sunlight. And I was like, I don't know if I'd want to live here, but I think there is natural sunlight. But I was, I don't know what I would. It was I just I don't like the idea of an empty city. I just picture
1: like a, a cave just like opening up and they're just like or down and they just they have to, like jump in like i don't know what i'm visualizing but it's it's a weird concept mm-hmm. also like so malachi and sophie are like in present day like other realm and they're like she has to open the nymph door so i feel like it can't end in this like city and i feel like like Xander's like oh you'll just stay here Amiria like we'll, we'll just leave you here like just just stay like I don't think they're gonna be allowed to do that
0: yeah which which the last book the way it ended is not how this book started because in the last book I mean he literally said he was leaving her and they were gonna separate and so I was expecting that to be the beginning here and instead Xander's like JK I'm gonna stay by your side for the rest of the 400 pages
1: I wrote that actually because I wrote discussion questions uh, oh wait no I said points, uh, points to bring up I'm confused because I thought Xander and Romero were going to separate separate ways and then little explanation as to why he's not doing that
0: <laughs> I honestly think it was just K.A. Tucker changed her mind <laughs> no, just kidding <laughs> which could yeah. be what she does here to start off book three maybe she'll pull a JK and be like eh just kidding Romero and Xander are going to stay together
1: I mean I don't really like when they separate them that was my issue with the fourth blood and ash book like I started to read it and then like it was just like they're apart and I just was like this is a lot of effort
0: <laughs> yeah even gotta- even them not being on good terms for this book like for the first half of this book I I felt like she spent more time with Jarek than Xander and I was like is she just gonna fall for Jarek since Xander is ignoring her but <laughs> no that's not what's gonna happen but i I just like prefer them together and i prefer their banter and i prefer when they're okay together
1: i do think she like i do root for them i do think she has developed their relationship well Mm -hmm. yeah i do like them i like i like xander a lot Mm -hmm. um i do feel like a elizabeth um his like guard brother whatever his guard his guard. I feel like he was there, but not really. Like, I feel like I didn't really discuss him a lot. Like, he was always, like, a background character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like he was really important last book, so I'm kind of upset about that. Like, maybe she just got bored and was like, I don't feel like developing this character more.
0: Yeah. No, I remember when Oh well, when I re-listened to our last episode, one of us, or both of us, said we were excited to see more of Elisaf, or whatever his name is, in the next book. That we really liked him. We couldn't wait to see more of him. And I feel like, yeah, she kind of tossed him aside in favor of Jarek, which I do like Jarek, but she could have developed more than one character.
1: The only big moment we have with him is like when he's dying and she's like, he's like, oh, like, I'm so happy Xander has you. Like, that was like pretty much, I think, the only line I feel like I remember him saying. Yeah, I just feel like he was like a quiet guy and like, he kind of forgot about him most most scenes, so.
0: Yeah, and I guess- not to bring everything back to Sarah J. Mass, but since I'm in the throne of glass world, each side character kind of has their own story and character development. Um, You know, Dorian kale, uh, obviously Selena Rowan, but then her people from Terrace and And then like, um, well, whoever else I'm just saying, there are a ton of characters that have like their own stories, their own developments, their own relationships. Like, Lorcan and Elide or whatever are gonna, I've seen all the fan art and stuff and people talk about them so I'm like okay they're gonna have their own story I feel like this book really is just about Romeria and Xander and then she tried to throw some character development in for Jarek I thought she was gonna like throw some in for Aberrain. I kind of don't like Aberrain.
1: I don't either I feel like yeah again like she's not she's there but she's not like yeah. i feel like she doesn't describe the characters she could like she has really great characters that she's made she made mm-hmm. like this really fierce woman general like she could make her like i don't know she can develop her so much more and same with like ellis like we already fell in love with him and mm-hmm. she's just not so it's yeah. hard to judge a siri when it's not done like maybe she I, bridge books are always hard i feel like I feel mm-hmm. like the second book in a series is rarely ever the best
0: mm.
1: besides according to Cynthia
0: theory. <laughs> I would say besides hunger games too. I loved catching fire, but anyway,
1: I do like that She told it in both perspectives. I don't think the changing perspectives ruin the flow. No. So I do think she written well, I do think her romance writing has come out and shined. Like mm-hmm. you can tell she's a romance author. She's you can tell she's not a fantasy author.
0: Yeah. Which I hate because it goes back to what you said. This world is very imaginative, imaginative. It's very complex and I think I think it probably makes sense in her mind as the author, but she hasn't developed it for us to make sense because there's so many things that I just am not following. But I I'm like is it because it's too complex and I'm not smart enough? Is that it or, or like if someone with a PhD degree was reading this, would they get everything and be like, yeah, totally makes sense. I don't know. But she didn't write it for like the common reader. I do think if we read it back to back. We'd make it a little bit more
1: sense. But no, I, I don't think she's I don't think her writing's bad. I just don't think it's I think it could be better.
0: Yeah. And did we get an arc or was this the final copy? This is the final copy. I think we emailed them like after the fact. There were there were definite errors in it, grammar errors and punctuation errors. So I feel like she could have benefited from an extra set of eyes editor.
1: Yeah. It's, that's what I feel like independently published books are hard it? You want to support independently published authors because they're making it but on their own, but also. There's a little uh, finesse that a publisher can help with that. Yeah. um, It could have. I don't. I like like the book. I actually gave it a four. I really give fours based on like, oh, I can read it. And I enjoyed it. Um, Fives are like, oh, my God, I'm crying because it's over. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Threes, like, I had to force myself to read this. Two is something they wrote in it that, like, violently offended me. (laughs) And one is, do not finish. So those are my ranking skills. And I gave it a four. And I like the characters. I like the world. I just, I want more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's where I stand on
0: this. I want more too. I also want more from their sex scenes. (laughs) I feel like hers sex scenes go by very quickly. Yeah, I do do too. I
1: do feel like there was like sexual tension. I like the sexual tension when they were fighting. Like they both like kind of wanted each other, but Mm -hmm. they were like so stubborn. They couldn't have each other. I like that part. It was almost a little like re slow burn. Mm -hmm. No, there's parts I liked. Do so. Which book did you like better, the first book or this book? (laughs) If you
0: remember the last book, I don't remember the last book. But based on the first podcast episode, I obviously liked that one better. Um, I think I saw a lot of potential from it. I I think I even remember saying at one point, maybe not in the episode, but to you that it was the type of fantasy book I wish I could write because I felt like it had this whole creative world and things I'd never thought of. So I, I felt like there's so much potential there. So I think I like the first book better, but this wasn't bad. Like I read the whole thing happily. Well, once I got into it, I had a hard time getting into it, but I wasn't in the mood. And you were um, like a day. I know. I literally read basically 300 pages yesterday. Which um, is like a rare book that you could do that with. Like I, there's
1: definitely some books that I could not.
0: Yeah, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I wanted, I wanted to see where it was going, and then it didn't ultimately go anywhere, which I think was the disappointment. It's the endings. I I think
1: she writes really good books until the ending, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> like you had so much potential. I just want more like I want I don't know there is a lot of potential there it still is there's still a lot of potential
0: there's a lot of potential and I said this in my Goodreads review I will most likely read the third book but only if it comes out in a reasonable amount of time I feel like I have to read it now I've invested too much time also the covers are beautiful like I I want I want the third book on my shelf I have the first two I think the covers are nice I'm very happy we got a, a copy. We got I a
1: copy sent to us. I feel like we made it when we got this. Because we... This is a book, like, last
0: year we didn't get. So, that we was did, nice. Well, we did... I think we got it, but it was uh, e-copy. Oh, I was like... And uh, we were both disappointed because we thought the first cover was also beautiful. I do like... I like Pan.
1: I think Pan was also well-developed. Um, he's, like, a... I think... Ramir, he's a lot of her old self in Pan mm. um, I like him, I like what she's like in shorter words, come on <laughs> out um. time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a cutie the only thing is he did take the poison and he was gonna let that Lord Ringard take his blood and Lord Ringard is like the only good <laughs> vampire <laughs> he's like, are you sure right now you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i love i when pan didn't leave her in that cave and when he was fighting for her i was like i like pan he won me over right then and there
1: he won. yeah i liked him a lot um one of your characters of the book he's okay what are the highs and lows of this book what's your what's your high scene my high scene yeah should we start asking this on every podcast episode
0: (laughs) um let's see I have some, I have some quote, Mark uh, quotes. Um, I don't know what my high scene is. Gosh, you really threw me off there. I, I liked when they went to, um to one of those cities. Ugh, they went to so many, I can't remember, but I liked when um she did tap into her Malachi fire and surrounded everyone in fire. But I really liked the scenes leading up to it when she was, when she walks into the bar and Xander's glaring at her and then she, like, spills the tea in his lap or whatever, the beer in his lap. And then afterwards, when he admitted he was jealous of her and Jarek, and she's like, ooh, you were jealous. Also, I think it was Xander said a li- not Xander, um, Jarek said a line to her, which was, I didn't mark it, but he basically said, Ramiria, you have nothing to be worried about. Like, he gave up his kingdom for you. And I was like, why can't a man give up his kingdom for me? <laughs> I remember mean, it parents, was when... Um
1: whenever like I guess Xander would like pine from her from afar even though like she was like madly in love with him and he's like just pining from her even though he could easily get her like whenever he was watching her from across the lake mm. like play with her magic and he just like loves her so much or like always looks for her and he and it's like he's an idiot because he's the one holding himself back
0: oh. <laughs> I and it I I, I I in some ways get why he did it but in other ways I just don't I don't get why he was holding himself back
1: I forget why in the first book he even was with her again after she killed his parents.
0: <laughs> that part is a little mind-boggling. <laughs> like, she killed his parents, she tried to escape, I think she killed some other people, and then he takes her back. <laughs> I am confused, and in the end of the book, it
1: sounded like uh, Atticus wants his sister to marry her brother.
0: Who's Tyree? I think Tyree is... Romeria's brother oh right 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 okay is yes and they have him in this dungeon i'm confused what purpose that would serve it's like exactly what xander was doing with Romeria to unite the kingdoms and atticus was like no you're out oh but i'm gonna do the exact same thing with my sister i wish they would have ended with what the note actually said i don't think k A. tucker knows what the note says i think that's the <laughs> problem No, I'm telling you, she ends it because she doesn't know where to go from there. That chapter wasn't needed then. Yeah. No, in some ways, I like that chapter. And here's why. Because I think it shows Atticus may not be the bad guy we thought he was. He thinks Xander is still under Romeria's spell, and that Xander, therefore, is not fit to be king of Eastlore. And he wants to do what's best for Eastlore. But. He also gave an edict to just like kill any mortals who might have possibly taken the poison. So maybe he is still a bad guy. I don't know.
1: But he remember how he slept with his like he <laughs> slept with Ramiria, the old Ramiria when they were like betrothed. Like I don't I'm still addict
0: is a bad guy. I think he's still a bad guy and I yeah, I don't know how I don't know what she's going to do with that. I don't know. That's Sander's brother. Xander's gonna have to kill him if he wants the throne. I don't know what Xander. I, I think I would just stay in that
1: city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He doesn't have I,
1: hunger in that city. I would send out like warriors to like bring people to the city. Yeah. Like, like good people, like all the humans or whatever. But I would just say, <laughs> yeah. I'm someone if I, I would just. If I have a problem, I usually go to sleep. I'm like, oh, I'll just deal with it later. I think I would just stay in the magical city where I have no hunger. And just like, I don't
0: know, be king of 90 people. (laughs) This actually would make more sense. If he stayed in the kingdom, they started training the mortals they had and bringing in other mortals and even bringing in other like Islorians who were loyal to him or wanted to end the blood curse because in that city they don't have the blood curse. And they could train everyone. He could build up his army, take some time, be with Romeria, and then eventually pop a few, pop a few children out. Pop a few children out, have an heir to the throne. <laughs> and then if he still wants to go get his throne back, then he has an army. But like also, maybe then he'd just be like, Yeah, no, I'm happy here. This is They're just so impatient. All of them are impatient.
1: <sighs> I think it's the only Are reason- they immortal? What are they so in a rush for?
0: I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like this whole blood curse thing is like just hard to deal with because if you're mortal and you take the poison, then you're going to be killed because as soon as someone bites you and dies, they're going to be like, oh, I kill that one. And if you're immortal and you bite someone, you're going to get killed. I feel like Xander should stay out of it. Let everyone kill each other and then he'll just roll whoever's left. Yeah, anybody who survives comes up the mountain into this little magical
1: abandoned city that's just chilling. Yeah. And we'll see. Although, maybe this makes him fear opening the nymph door less because if the nymphs just created this, then, like, I don't know. I'm confused where Sophie comes into all of this and how Sophie and Malachi are going to, like, somehow be,
0: I don't know. Well, Sophie's getting played. I do feel for Sophie because she's getting played by Malachi. So I don't know if you remember from the first book, but she was a mortal caster. She asked Malachi to make her immortal. And then as soon as he made her immortal so that she could be with Elijah, he took Elijah from her. But now she thinks everything she's doing with Romeria is going to get her Elijah back. But really, Malachi is just going to assume Elijah's body and be with Sophie because he's in love with her. Which like props to Sophie for pulling a fate. That's that's like wow. She must be 10 out of 10. Um, but I do feel bad for Sophie. Because I think she's just so desperate to get Elijah back. And she doesn't feel It's been realize.
1: like decades at this point.
0: I know. I don't know if I could be loyal to a man for decades like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think I could be either.
0: Like he's dead and gone. I'm moving on.
1: I don't know what I would do, but... Yeah. She should have never done what she did in the first place. She should have just died.
0: <sighs> but she wouldn't have just died. She would have gone crazy. I don't know. Now she's, like, sleep
1: with the fate every night in front of her Ugh. husband.
0: Ugh, her dead corpse of a husband. Yeah, that yeah. was so nasty.
1: Well, it's kind of... I mean, it worked out for me because she would have gone insane in New York, so...
0: I know. Which... I do love that aspect because it makes me think, like, what if this is real? What if everyone who goes insane is really just a caster? Like, do they have powers that we don't know about? What if we are just secret
1: casters? We just don't know about it yet. I just haven't tapped into my affinities yet. So overall,
0: decent book. Good book to start off the season with. I gave it, I was going to give it a 3.7. And then as I was writing my Goodreads review, I marked it down to 3.4 but like it's a good book it, it kept me interested I just kind of it's lacking I want more give me more Kay Tucker we demand
1: more but more. overall we recommend the series I would recommend reading them together or actually just waiting until the third book comes out and reading them all in mm-hmm. one shot because the separation is definitely difficult because um, mm-hmm. I forget everything the book's so complicated you just forget it Yeah. but yeah I liked it yeah, so I gave it a four out of five. Four out of five. Thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram and TikTok.